You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help us spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help others find this podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. He is for you. Amen. You may be seated this morning. A thousand generations. I did not know my great-grandparents, but truly the favor of God was on my grandparents. The peace of God was on them. They made that deposit into my parents. My parents made that into my life and my siblings and now into my children and their children. And I believe that. This morning I want to speak about a life of peace. I see a lot of people that inside the church and outside of the church that have no peace, true peace. A lot of people feel like, you know, move into a new house, they got peace. Drive off the lot with a new car, there's peace. But those are temporal, very temporal. The peace that I'm speaking about this morning is in the midst of adversity, when all the bottom falls out of everything in your life, you still have peace. So I wanna speak a little bit about a, a life of peace. Peace is not the absence of stress. Peace is the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life no matter what's going on. Working for peace is a very noble effort, perhaps the noblest. And Jesus said this in the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse nine. He said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. I want to say it again. Read it again. Blessed. Somebody say blessed. Blessed, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Pastor Rita, if you would bless the reading of the word of God, please. Our Father, my Father, mm -hmm. which art in heaven, mm -hmm. hallowed be thy name. I thank you, Father, for the peace right. that you have given me and peace mine. God. Thank you one day that you gave it to my mother <laughs> and she handed it down to me yeah. and to a thousand generations. Right. Father, the world is in chaos today. Mm -hmm. The United States is in turmoil. Yes, but is. those that know you right. and those that have their names written down in That's your right. Lamb's book of life you, has a peace that leaves the world scratching their head. <laughs> Father, I thank you for the peace that we have and for the joy and that we hope. Father, I know that here on earth, I had an earthly father that mm -hmm. loved me and provided for me and protected me. Mm -hmm. Now he is in your presence. Yes, but Matthew tells me that if my earthly father can do that, right. how much more does That's my right. heavenly father yes. protect me and provide for me and love me? That's why I have peace. Yes, you are in control. You rule. You reign and all is well. Mm -hmm. Anoint my pastor this yes, morning God. as he brings this message yes, as God. you did in the first service. Let it fall on good ground and That's good right. ears and bring forth much fruit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. I want to read it again. Blessed are the peacemaker, for they shall be called the children of God. Are you a peacemaker? I got one. I had one in the earlier service. All right. Peacemakers bring people together. They bring men and women together also to make peace between men and God. 
Last Sunday morning at the 11 o'clock hour, we had four, maybe five people give their life to the Lord. That I had the honor of being a peacemaker, that, that, that they were reconciled to God. When you share the gospel with somebody and lead somebody to the Lord, you have that, that, that blessing that, that you're a peacemaker. A peacemaker solves disputes. Or do you add fuel to the fire? Are you a drama person? Or are you a peacemaker? If you want to be blessed, you need to be a peacemaker. You need to be a sincere child of God and not get sucked into the ways of the world. Can someone say amen? A peacemaker silences tongues. You make an effort to build right and great relationships. Peacemaker seeks others and leads them to the Lord to make peace with God. The apostle Paul said in Romans 12 and verse 18, if, somebody say if, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men, if it be possible. It's not always possible, Dwayne, it's not. There's been people in my life I've tried to make peace with, I've apologized, I've asked them to forgive me, and they said, I don't want nothing to do with you. So what do you do, Wilma? You just, you gotta move on, and you still pray for them. But if possible, you need to make peace with everyone in your life especially in your family. It grieves me to see families divided when we expect God to forgive us of our trespasses. You will never experience a true life of peace unless you are right with God and to be right with God, you gotta be right with each other. That's the truth. He said you gotta forgive time and time again. Can somebody say amen? God's peace is one of the keys to a life that is lived beyond amazing. You've got to have the peace of God to live a life that is amazing. And think about this. What is your life? James says, it's but a vapor. It appeareth for just a little while. And then it vanishes and it goes away. I've stood with people and I, I don't know how many funerals I've done in the last 30 plus years but their loved one laying in a casket and they hadn't spoken to each other, some for months, some for years, and how they was tormented because they didn't have peace. And friend, you don't want that to be on your hands. Your family member, your loved one, you don't know what tomorrow may bring in their life. If there's not peace in your family, go and make peace. And that's not a message that's a little extra. I'm not going to charge you anything for that, all right? Peace is the reason God sent his only son to the earth. Peace. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, in the peace of God. You don't buy it. You don't earn it. God will give it to you through a daily relationship with God, through praying, through worship, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. It's beyond anything that we can ask or anything that we can think. It surpasses our imaginations. I said in the first service, I, I've been in a lot of the storms I, with most of you here and with your families and uh, losing loved ones and jobs and, and, and cancer and, and on and on and on, but I see the peace of God 
and how the peace of God works in your life. Friend, you don't want to wait up and wait till all hell shows up on your porch to try to find peace. You want to cultivate it now before you ever enter into a storm and you walk with God daily. When Jesus appeared for the very first time on this earth in a manger in Bethlehem, the angel announced his arrival with these words. In Luke chapter two, verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward all men. Peace, it's reconciliation between God and man. At age 22, the spirit of the Lord touched my heart. I humbled myself, I knelt down, I was messed up, I was headed in the wrong direction, but there was a wall between me and God that the Holy Ghost brought down through the blood of Jesus Christ when I asked God to forgive me of my sins. He washed away all my sins. The Bible said he threw it into a sea of forgetfulness as far as the east is from the west and I experienced peace, peace of God that passes all understanding. You can have everything in the world, but if you don't have the peace of God, you don't have nothing. Can someone put your hands together and bless the Lord? I encourage you to cultivate God's peace in your life. It doesn't just show up. You gotta understand God's peace. Our English word, peace, originates from an old French word meaning reconciliation, silence, agreement, the absence of hostility. I love it. I love to be reconciled. You'll not go through this life without being offended. You'll not go through this life without offending somebody that you love. But there's one thing about it, then you can kiss and make up. Someone say amen. You can kiss and make up if, if you're married, all right? I encourage you to cultivate that in your life, to be reconciled, to walk in agreement, to live a life without hostility. Everyone that knows me knows that I don't like drama, I don't like hard feelings, can't handle it. It just wears me out in my mind. I want peace all the time. Listen to the word shalom, the Hebrew word, has a much richer meaning of peace. This word is found more than 200 times in the Old Testament. Its basic meaning is to be whole or to be safe or to be sound. I can stand here this morning and say, it is well with my soul. Thank God that I had a mom and dad that raised me. I tell people I had a drug problem growing up. They drugged my butt to church. My mom and dad wasn't concerned about Nike. They wasn't concerned about Reebok. They wasn't concerned about anything other than the foundation of God. And that foundation of God that they deposited into my life, and then when I accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, peace came like a river, and I've been cultivating that, and every day ought to be better than the day before with the God of this universe giving you the peace. If you don't have peace, you don't have nothing at all. Someone give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Shalom designates a condition in which life can be lived at its best. Why do I want to live a lifetime and die without ever experience the best life? And the best life is the peace that God will give you. Shalom. You have more than the absence of hostility. 
You have a quality of life that nurtures peace. How about fulfillment, man? When you're just fulfilled and you just, you know you're right where you need to be uh, with your family, with your friends, with your job, with God, and everything is so good. Fulfillment. How about harmony? When you're walking together in unity and as a husband and as a wife and you're unified and you're going the same direction, you got the same vision, you both got the peace of God. I love my wife, man. I'll tell you, we walk in harmony. I'm not just saying that. We walk in unity because why? It's because I'm such a great guy. It's because we got the peace of God. We got the peace of God that passes all understanding Shalom means all is well in my life. And I'm thankful. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and say, Shalom. Peace with God. It is well with my soul. Listen to what Paul wrote in Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know your hearts here today. But friend, if you have not committed your life If you've not asked Christ to forgive you of your sins, then you don't have peace with God. You're either for him or you're against him. You can believe in him, but if you don't serve him, friend, you are against him. Sin broke the relationship between God and man. In Isaiah 59 and two, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Before I came to know Christ as my personal savior, I could have prayed till the cows come home, but he will not hear a sinner's prayer. But when you call his name, Jesus, and you say, here I am a sinner, and I ask you to forgive me, that opens up communication to the savior of the world and the peace of God that passes all understanding begins to fall upon you and your generation and the next generation. It's incredible, the peace that Jesus brings. It takes away God's anger at us. He's a God of love, but he's a God of wrath. And I don't stand in his wrath any longer. I stand in his amazing love and his amazing grace. Anybody else standing there? And if you're thankful, give him a hand clap of praise. The earthly father, I'd stand here and tell you I had the best. And I hope you'd say the same. But there's nothing that compares to my heavenly father. I've been adopted. I've got the papers to prove. I got the name above every other name applied. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm no longer just the son of Bob and Anna Shingleton. I've been adopted into the greatest family on the planet of the earth, the family of God. And one of the benefits is he's my father, Abba father. He's a good, good father. And what does he give me? He gives me peace that passes all understanding. Give God another hand clap and a shout of praise. Been adopted through Jesus Christ into the family of God. 
In the Greek language, the word for peace means to join together, to be woven together. It pictures two opposing forces and, and they're being drawn to each other and they're reconciled. That's what happened on the cross of Calvary. The devil and all of his demons, there was a battle going on, but Jesus and all of heaven, and they was, we were reconciled by the cross. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I've been reconciled, I've been justified, been set apart, sanctified on my way to heaven. And while I'm there, I got peace on this side and I'll have peace for eternity. Somebody give him a shout of praise in the house. I bless the Lord, I love it, I love it. Nothing like peace. That's what our peace in Jesus Christ is all about. Ephesians chapter two, verse 14, for he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of petition between us. There's nothing there now. I can step in, Scotty, to the throne room of grace, boldly in the name of Jesus, and say, here I am, Father. Colossians chapter one, verse 21, and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Thank you, God. I say thank you, Lord Jesus. The peace from God that passes all understanding. Again, you can't buy it. You can't earn it. Jesus said in John 14 and 27, peace I leave with you. He said, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This kind of peace that I'm speaking about is independent of any condition, any environment. It's the peace which no sorrow can take from you, no danger can take from you, no pain can take from you. I watched many people, including most of my family, on their deathbed, and the world didn't give them the peace, and the world couldn't take it away, even when they was dying. Grandma and my mom, uh, uh, a thousand generations, uh, had peace uh, and could lift their frail hands and say, God, I'm ready to be offered up, God. I've run a good race, and I fought a good battle, and God takes us home. Uh, that's the kind of peace that I'm talking about. When can Cancer shows up, uh, when addictions show up in your children's life, you can just sit down and say, I shall not be moved. I've got a peace uh, that passes all understanding. Devil, I'm calling you a liar. You know that no weapon formed against my son or my daughter shall prosper. I plead the blood of Jesus uh, uh, over my children, over my household, and you can rest in peace knowing that God is still in control. I don't know about you, but I feel like today God is trying to make a deposit not only in my spirit and not only in my soul, but in each and every one of you that you'll cast your cares and your worries and you'll say, I'm not gonna worry, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna praise, I'm gonna trust. God, give me the peace that I know, that I know everything is gonna be all right. Somebody give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Woo! Ah, Jesus spoke those words. 
on the verge of his own execution. Jesus spoke those very words that I just read. It was in the context of a stormy, difficult time in his life and a situation that we can't even begin to comprehend. But he said, I got the peace. He said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. But if not, God, your will, it tells me he had the peace that he could stay right there. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what's going on in your life. But with God, you can stay right where you're at and the devil will not harm you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Peace of God. Philippians chapter four, verse seven, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, all, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. When the apostle wrote these words, he was a prisoner in Rome in a cold, lightless dungeon, raw sewage. But Paul relied on the peace of God to help him survive. And I can look around this room right now and I can call you out by name. And I can share the testimonies that I've been in your life. And it's the only reason you're sane today and the only reason you're still here today is because there is a peace of God that is in you that has sustained you. I'm telling you, you know that I'm right. Some of us have not experienced those tragedies that many other in this room have. And you ought to rejoice and thank God, but you ought to cultivate the peace of God in your life in case you find yourself in that storm. You won't have to run looking for help because you've already got your help. His name is Jesus and you got the peace of God. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Paul spoke of the inner calmness the inward peace that was born of faith in him and his trust in God. You and I, a lot of us, we've been through a lot of difficult times. I ask you, do you enjoy, do you experience that kind of peace? Do you have it in your life? Friend, the world won't give it to you, but the Lord will. He'll give you that kind of peace. Are you able to sleep at night? Are you able to rest? and pillow your head and sleep at nighttime. There's been times in my life I've struggled. Years ago, I'd worry. I don't have those struggles. Here in the last month, I've not slept much. Not because of worry, I don't know why I hadn't slept. We went camping this week. I borrowed a friend of mine's camper. I slept like a baby every night. We come home, I went to bed Friday night, I couldn't sleep. I went to bed last night, I couldn't sleep. I told Leanne this morning, I'm gonna buy a camper, I'm gonna put it out in the driveway. You know when you're in a storm, if you got true peace, you can lay down and pillow your head and you can rest. Are you able to sleep at night? Psalms four and verse eight says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. You see, God acts as a guard. I was thinking earlier this morning, wasn't too many years ago, nobody had security systems in their home. Nobody. I'd have never dreamed 25 years ago that we'd have a security system here in our church. Never dreamed it. But you and I that walk with God, we've had a security system built in in our life since we've been born again. <laughs> you see, God guards our heart. 
I started to say God guards our heart and our mind. But God guards our heart and our minds. He's a security system that we need. He guards it from guilt. How many's ever had guilt? Huh? Rest of you is lying. You know you are. Guards our heart from worries and threats and confusions and uncertainties. There was a couple here this morning, and I won't call my name, but they're in a season of their life of uncertainty, and they don't know what's going to happen, and the outcome could be terrible, but I'm trusting in God that the truth will come out, and God's peace will sustain them through this time. God will guard us from every threat that the enemy has. Stand with me this morning and allow me just about another hour and we'll finish up. Have you ever thought about God guarding your hearts and your minds a way that goes beyond what you can understand? God knows what I'm built for. God knows how much I can take. God's not going to allow on me or you more than we're able to bear. He'll always make a way of escape. Man, I was 22 when I gave my life to Christ. Best thing. I want to tell you all, the best thing that I ever, ever did in my life was ask Jesus to come into my life and the peace that he has given me. Listen to me. God guards our hearts and our minds. Philippians 4 and 7, which surpasses all understanding. Don't limit the peace of God to only the things that you can see. The things that you can see are temporal. They'll just pass on by. But the peace of God, it is incredible. When Jesus was preparing his disciples for his departure from them, he encouraged them with these words. And I want to encourage you with these words. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give, I give. Why wouldn't you accept it? He said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Then in John 16 and 33, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He overcame death. He's seated at the right hand side of the Father. It's what the word says. Interceding on my behalf and your behalf for the peace of God to be in our lives. The resurrection makes available true peace. If he was still on the ground, there would be no peace. The world will give you trials and tribulations, but the Lord will give you peace. One of the best verses in the Bible on peace is from the book of Isaiah 26 and three. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Where's your mind? Where's your focus? When we keep our eyes and we keep our minds focused on Christ, rather than the problems and the tribulations of life, we are spiritually and mentally invincible because with God, all things are possible.
Huh? Listen to this question. It's kind of tucked away in the book of Job. It says in Job 34 and 29, when he gives quietness, who then can make trouble? Quietness. Here's my prayer for all of you. Comes right out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always, always, in every way. May the Lord be with you. Peace comes through prayer. Be honest, how many need some peace? How many need some peace? How many this morning would take a double dose of peace? How many would take your peace and your neighbor's peace that didn't raise their hand, raise both hands and both feet? Huh? Here's what the Bible says. Philippians 4 and 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. This kind of praying never fails to produce. It does. Pray for peace. Ask God. The Bible said we have not because we ask not. To have full peace with God, you've got to have peace with each other. If there's somebody in your family that you don't have peace with, I challenge you to pray and ask God. Say, God, does this bring you glory? You're not, you're not going to hear that answer that you want to hear. Because when we're divided, it does not bring God glory. And when it doesn't bring God glory, God doesn't deliver the peace in our lives. So I want to challenge you. I'm going to close with Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, Lead me to the rock. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. 